Welcome, 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 guys, to our first show for the OTP podcast, where we bring you unfiltered and uncensored conversations. I'm your host, O, joined by my co-host, Chini, and Mr. Y. How you guys feeling? Feeling good today, man. Ready to get the show on the road. First show, season opener. Yeah, man, it's a good time. Yeah, Mr. Y. Bro, I'm all blessed, bro. I'm just excited for the season to kick off, man. It's been a, a long time coming. No, of course. Uh, well, let's start. Let's start with our first topic. Arsenal draw first blood as community showed winners. How are we feeling about that? What do we think? Does there, is there any does this is there any significance into for bringing into the Premier League or is it just a is a one up? Is it a, nah, it's just to see where everyone's at? Is it the last game pre season for you guys? How do you guys see it? Um, you know what? I don't think it's a one up. Um, we didn't actually give them a convincing beating, but we showed that we couldn't compete in it. Um, too long had Arsenal not been able to compete with the likes of Liverpool, with the likes of Man City. And from last year to this year, where we've gotten different results, and obviously the result in the community shield, it just shows that we're at level that we can compete in games and go on to win games or get something out of a game um, and just not come off having played good and done nothing. So... Um, more or less, it was just to show that our own team that we can actually compete rather than, I think, the result or the um, actually winning the Community Shield itself. Yeah, for me, it's a confidence booster because I feel like it was a bit of a psychological block. The whole, I think it was, I don't know how many games it's been where Arsenal haven't have failed to beat City. So for us to go into the first game and put down a marker is a good psychological boost. And that's all it is, really. At the end of the day, it's it's a glorified friendly here. You know, there's no real significance. It's not a major honour. It's not a big cup. But it's nice just to know that, or for the players to know that, and take something away moving forward into the season. So for me, that's what I took from it. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think I, I I don't like the way like this cup has lost its its like its edge or its meaning. Like, and it seems to be like really only in England that it's like we don't really care about these cups and whatnot. And it's not a cup you had to really, you know, knock people out to get into and whatnot. But I think, I think there's a good representation of like where you are. And it is kind of sick for me. It's, I also, now I see it more as it's the last game, it's the last preseason game to kind of say, okay, let me do one over for you guys, especially. Let me do one over Man City. And if we win, it show us where we're at. And that's one nil to us. Even yeah, though people yeah. don't count me. That's, that's yeah. exactly what it is, isn't it? It's the last preseason game. Obviously, the game's bigger in other countries, but in this country, it's more seen as a glorified friendly. So it's the last preseason game. And depending on who you're playing in that community shield, you still want to be able to just show what you can do. The players want to be able to compete with the best. And if they're playing against the best, which Man City obviously are right now, um, it's just a benchmark of where 
the season should be and how I should approach every other game. And don't get twisted. It wasn't it wasn't a friendly to both teams. Like we saw how Pep celebrated, we saw how City celebrated when they scored, we saw how Arteta celebrated when we equalised. We saw what it meant to to both sets of players. So they were both desperate to win. So from from that kind of like standpoint for me, it was significant in terms of just being able to have that confidence. But other than that, really, there's no rivalry or hatred for City because we don't know no City fans. So I know two two real. You guys know more than me, so um, you know what I mean, I already see the virtual ones on, on Twitter, and, and you know, what I'm saying to you, so for me, there ain't that hatred towards City, so you know, like, but going back to your first point on like how there's no significance on it from when it was a charity game or charity cup, you know, what I mean, even from that title, it's hard to see significance in, in, in that, you know, what I mean, competition as a result, so. If it was called a Super Cup, for instance, like they have it up in Spain and and they have it in the Bundesliga, then I think it would slowly start to, you know what I mean, hold some weight. And similar to maybe like how the Carabao Cup over since Mourinho came in, it started to mean something. And then Pep's kind of done something with it. But like growing up, Arsene Wenger used to just field the kids in, in those games. It wasn't really like a major, a major honour. It was something where we just used it as a means to help bring youngsters through. Where now it's actually something that everybody wants to win. All the top teams want to win, even though it's not as big as, say, the FA Cup, Premier League, Champions League. Yes, yeah, so, um, I don't think for the players they'll see it as a trophy, but I think the players will see it as a victory against Man City. Yeah, I more than anything, think it's a victory against Man City, whether it be on penalties or not. There was a victory against Man City, and if I'm being honest, we should probably should have won the game during the ninety minutes. I agree. I think so. For me, you guys are the better team. Um, overall, I think City had some moments. Um, but so where did that put Arsenal for you guys in terms of running in terms of league and with the signings you've had and you know, where does that put you in the running? What 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 should be the expectations um for your manager? I mean, I see a lot of Arsenal must win the league. Arsenal should expect to win the league. Um, you know, I mean for me I just think that's rival fans being a bit bit salty to be fair because I don't think anyone can expect to win the league when you've got City here there's no God-given right to win anything and City have shown they're probably one of the greatest teams if not the greatest team in the Premier League era and been one of the most dominant teams so my expectation is to compete I want us to be fighting for the title and be in that race till the you know I mean the last days I would want a major runner FA Cup, you know, um, Champions League's a dream, but yeah, just any any domestic, any, yeah, any domestic, any domestic cup or, or, or any cup whatsoever would be would be a good season for me. I just think we got to walk away from the season with with some sort of silverware and knowing that we took City to the final day at least. Obviously, I want to win it, but that would be my minimum expectation. Yeah, man, it's time it's time that we compete like on all fronts. So, league, FA Cup, Champions League, Carabao, like we need to be going to the end stages of all these competitions and winning one, if not more. Because when you want to be the best, and that's what Man City are, that's what they do. They're reg they regularly win the Carabao Cup at the start, and that's like their pre-season tournament. Like they win it, get off by January, and then they focus on everything else. So, hopefully we can 
Like we're building a squad, we brought in some additions. Hopefully we can now rotate the squad and we're still strong enough to go beat some of the other teams in the cup competitions when we need to rest the likes of Saka or Partey for the next league game or the next Champions League game. That's a good uh, way to close out that um, conversation. Oh, what about City actually? What with their with their ins and outs? Um, I would say to me they're a weaker club. They're a weaker team. I think they're always. I still think they're favourites. Um, but I think they are a weaker side right now if they don't make improvements to who they've lost. I feel they they need to make some. They need to make some signings, and I'm not sure the signings they linked with are. The correct replacements. Would you? What's your? What's your? What's your take on that? Um, you know what? They've lost like they've lost big players. Like they lost Gundogan. He's a massive player. He scores goals in important moments. Like the way to Everton coming up trumps. They were dropped. Like he he goes and scores. He scored league winning goals. Scored in the champion. Like he scores big goals. And to replace that is very hard. Yeah, they have the Bruyne, but they already had the Bruyne. So to replace him, they're linked with Pequeta, slightly different player to Gundogan. Um, he's more of like a final phase player, rather than where Gundogan is like an all-phase player. He picks it up, brings it, arrives in the box. So he kind of does all the transitions. And then obviously they lost Mares as well, who regardless if he's starting or not, he chips in goals, assists. Causes an issue, causes a very big issue. And that's going to be a very big loss considering the players that they're linked with to replace him are um, what, Doku, um, who I've seen his little live wire. Liverpool are obviously previously linked to him, but he's not Mares. He's not of the same ilk as Mares, and we don't know how he's going to adapt yet. So, all in all, all, in all depending on the replacements that they get, it's looking like they're going to be a weaker team, but. Take, take that not for anything because Man City are Man City. They, Pep will not let them lie down. So Pep finds a way. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I look at City on paper, like if we're talking like you look at it like a FIFA team or, or FM team, you'd be like, they look weaker on paper, right? They've lost, like you said, they've lost Gundogan, you know, they lost Mares, um, and they've just come off a season where they've won a treble. So naturally things do drop but then even though these signings ain't say who I would like or how I rate highly I've seen Man City bring in Nathan Ake and I've never thought the world of Nathan Ake but we saw Nathan Ake be one of the best performing defenders last season yeah so it's almost like you also have to see what Pep wants because Pep always has a plan you know you know every time it changes from inverted fullbacks to the one other issue is that because of the system that they play, there's not many players that can go in there and fit straight in. You know, like if you go, a player goes to Liverpool and Klopp plays his midfield free, which, you know, he lacks energy. They're just used to win the ball back, pass the ball forward to the Sanders and stuff. So it's a pretty simple role that they play. Mm-hmm. Like they cover Trent, they cover the fullbacks, and they just run, kind run, of run, run. create energy. Whereas Pep's system is a lot more in depth in the how in the tactical build-up, tactical setup. And you can see it with like Grealish, who takes a year to adapt. Obviously Haaland done the robot thing. And who like he just done what he done. But normally the players take at least a year to adapt to the system. 
So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, they do, man. But like, yes, going back to what I was saying, like, I'll have to see what Pep does because Pep always changes something. Like last season, it was John Stones coming into midfield from the centre half and creating that box midfield with John Stones there. So he's always got a plan, and he is, in my opinion, the best manager we've seen in the Premier League. Yeah, Probably the best manager in football history. So I can't sleep on City. You know, so, signings may not like catch the eye, but <laughs> you're dealing with the best, so you, you can't you can't take that line. Yeah, you can't you can't write you can't write. He's got he's always got a plan. He's always got a trick up his sleeve. He's got the financial backing. He's got do you know what I mean he's got the tactics. He is a great manager. So I definitely feel they are. I think on paper they're weaker, but I still give they're still my number one. My question to you would be yeah. Even if, if they've got that financial backing and they're choosing to go to those places, I know you could pick out, they've got a, a vast pool of players they can pick from. If those are the players they're picking, there's a reason. Like, we might not see, we don't have that vision, but we're not, we're not Pep Guardiola. So, I mean, I mean, on, on FM, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I don't see them like that. I don't write them off, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, this is not to say that he won't. There's nothing keep like that he won't get anything wrong, because he's made wrong signings in the past. So it's not yeah. to say that he won't get a signing wrong, or they won't maybe do a panic buy. But it's just very unlikely that they will. They've got a good youth system. They got the likes of Cole Palmer coming through, Rico Lewis. So he knows what he's doing, I guess. And I'm pretty sure that the board have a strategy of where they want to go based on players that they've lost. Yeah. Okay. Well, that draws us to our, to our next topic, which is Liverpool's rebuild. <laughs> What's going on? So I'm, much not to gonna, talk about. I'm not going to speak first. As Today is such a good day to talk about it. Like, it's, it's great. I, we were together <laughs> yesterday, and it was uh when graduate so oh yeah, it's gonna be we're gonna do this. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. And then I came home, and it was. I couldn't sleep. I was buzzing, and then I woke up, uh, and it was a whole different feeling. I, I even said, "Yeah, before I went to sleep, imagine all the fans are gonna wake up to this news." I got it firsthand, like because I was awake at that time. But imagine all the fans are gonna wake up to this news; it's gonna be crazy. And those fans woke up to different news. <laughs> that I went to bed with. Who's gone to sleep seeing Casado going to Liverpool for hundred and ten million? Record. Bear in mind that Declan Rice, England international, just went for hundred and five. Casado accepted bid Liverpool. Man's gone to sleep on that. Six hours later, seven hours later, you've woken up. They're like, wow, you know what, Chelsea? I'm still here. Chelsea, I'm still here. And he do, just do, moved. Do, in, yeah. do you know what annoys me? This whole, this whole ideology of uh, I'm staying loyal because I agreed uh, uh, personal terms and whatnot, bro. If you say they pay me more, they pay me more. It's alright, man. I London. I don't think London is like London's a good, obviously. I don't think in his case, I felt like it was always because he was talking about another Europe. team before he went here, yeah, he went with Europe and this and that and, this and whatnot. So for me, it's like this would have been a great move for him under Klopp as well. But I felt I'm disappointed in, in the fact that, like, only thing that makes sense, you guys can obviously argue your cases on this point, but I feel like it's I don't think London's the thing, I think it's the fact that he's gonna make more money at, at, yeah, at Chelsea. More money. Yeah, just he's got. I get right into London, to okay, to 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 that area, to West London, cool. But it's that for me, it's money. He's gonna be be incentivized better. It could be. I'm sure money plays a part, but it could also be the fact that 
Chelsea have been there from the start. They've been there since January. They've, they, they've had that contact with the player. Sometimes it means something. Like We saw it mean something when we went after Declan Rice in the, in the sense of the, the rapport that Arsenal built with Declan Rice played a big part in him rejecting the for Arsenal. So I'm not yeah, saying that's that, the only that point. Big, London played a big factor in that as well. It did. It did. It played a big factor because I feel like if he wasn't I think, so, I want to stay in London. When he had Bayern and them teams calling, he would have went there if he was a different mentality. But I feel like he, I don't think he, he is. is a different type of character. I think like, if you want to stay in London, Arsenal is the perfect project, and the way the Arsenal as a team is a team you want to is a is a team you want to play for. I think oh, that's becoming the factor, but also the fact that Arsenal's history and culture and everything and he gives me that he's got he went for all the right reasons is what i'm saying so so but i feel like in today's market you don't have that type of mentality no more like you don't you don't have that mentality and that's what i liked about the Declan rice move to arsenal is arsenal i just like arsenal's setup their culture and everything so and then when you're in london you can just only go you don't have to move or you know you go just across there it's, it's just an easier with the obviously england you've got like all these players and i just thought like it was a the project is suits him for what he wants and his ideology just made sense that's one thing i love about that move but i don't I mean, think that's the same case with casado i mean with london i think london was like the icing on the cake yeah but let's be let's keep it real if man city is coming for casado and chelsea would have you'd pick man city because it's oh. it's do you know what I'm trying to say to you? So I don't think it's necessarily just London. I think we're looking you know at it simplistically. If comment if, that you just made, the crazy thing about that comment, Man City came in for Rice when we wanted Rice. Yeah. But they haven't gone in for Casado. And they're similar, they're very similar types of players. That's true, that is true. I forgot. I, forgot yeah. they did. I don't I don't know if they wanted Rice like that though. Did they really want Rice? I don't think Do so. they? And this is why I'm talking like going back to Man City, obviously. Maybe they do panic a little bit because they wasn't expecting to lose Gundogan or to um, lose Mares. So when they're making certain signings, maybe it's slightly a bit of panic because they're going for players, uh, but there's players in the same position that they're not going for. Yeah, but I've got a little controversial take. I think actually, Kaiseido going to Chelsea, yeah, is probably better for him as a player than it is to go to to Liverpool from a coaching standpoint. London. Yeah. I don't think Klopp is the best developer of players or the best coach of players. I think he's a better manager than, say, a Pochettino. But I don't think he's a better coach in terms of helping players level up in terms of their weaknesses, grow, grow, uh, work on their deficiencies and... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that that's his strength. I think he's you got think a set style of, style of play, though. I think Klopp's he's got play. a set a style of play. That you don't need to be a great. You don't need to be a great footballer to come into club system. You just need to run, press, and like like Chini was saying, just pass the ball to to the but attackers. So does that make you? But does that make you a better footballer? No, or just the right. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm, this oh, what I'm does saying. Does he want to be a better footballer, or does he want to win? It's, it's, it's not even it's, just about winning. I'm just saying he's play, a coach at the highest level he can. Like his dreams were to play for to play for Real Madrid and win a Champions League there and whatnot. So if you has you have he has aspirations and he wants to go places. Got this move is not the right correct move if you're you're talking about developing. And I understand your point. I think it's a very good point. But yours the Klopp system has always the Klopp system for Liverpool is different to 
it's not a, ta- a, very, a big, like, like, like she was saying, it's not a big tactical decision. We want not, you just need legs to do a job and to, maybe it's a mentality and, and legs type thing. And that's why I remember Chini saying it's a system that doesn't last long with plays because how long can people do, do that job? But that's where I hear your argument because I feel like he, he comes to that team and it's not tactically going to develop him as a better footballer or a better part of because all he, the job he needs to do is a lot more simpler. But I do think he, he, I still think he'd be a, he'd be a beast on, on the clock, and I think that should have been the direction he was heading. That's not me being biased. I just feel like, why would you leave Bright? Like, why would you Brighton now? Why not just wait then? Stay at Brighton, play, 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 play. No, I'm, I'm not saying wait. that he made Hopefully, the right career choice. Time. Let me clarify. I'm not saying he's made the right career choice or he's gone for his trophy personal trophy. development. I'm talking strictly for personal development for him to become a better player, argument. right? Because you see it as well with Klopp, right? You see in the sense of how long has Trent been in the Liverpool team. From yeah, or do you mean right. from how team? better has he got the defending in all these years? I really don't agree with the point that you're about to make. No, I'm saying how better has he developed as a defender over the years in terms but, of defending? But has he? Has he? That's not his job. No, but yeah. I'm saying to yeah, no. Klopp, Klopp, Klopp Again. actually seen his strengths, yeah, and said, okay, your defending ain't that great. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna cover you. And then his the way he's adapted, he's trying to adapt his game now. Just shows yeah. how he's saying, okay, you're struggling here. This is how we're gonna do this. So I'm you're. Getting... Your argument is a... development, but he's definitely brings the best out of players. No, he does. He he. But for system... developing, like his defending, yeah. Like, do I right, do you think? Do you think Poch, if he went to 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 Chelsea, he becomes a better right back? No, let me let me just clarify what I'm trying to say to you. Like, look at Pep here and how Pep brings players in. Every player that trains under Pep, right, becomes exponentially better than when they were when they arrived. From from a technical standpoint, from the understanding of the game. And etc. Players like Mo Salah, people like Marnie have come into Klopp system, and they. You don't think they've gone better? No, I think they. I think they are the best. I think they have. They work perfectly in that system, and he's been able to maybe improve, and to improve what they're really good at. But you haven't seen. Well, he hasn't improved. He hasn't. I'm talking about other aspects of the game. I've, in terms of like, if they wanted to play possession football, like a, at a city, they'd probably have to go and. It'd, it'd be a bit more different for them because it's not necessarily. Yeah, but that's, 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 a, that's it's, a different argument. It's all, because it, no, but it's what, ask. No, but what I mean in terms of like, but then it's still also having the ability because you lot are always just run, 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 right? Yeah, like that's the way I look at. I, I yeah, look but at it works. It works, and he sees the strengths, and you he emphasizes and pushes you to on your strengths and whatnot. You're saying if he yeah, had to some, there, some, but, things are, some things are worth. Like we know that his strengths, like the pros of him going forward, Trent are. But like we're gonna take some of the them defensive yeah. losses because the pros in a 38 game season are gonna give me more than the one, two, three, four, five games where he's gonna get caught out defensively. Yeah, but I, but I take after two last seasons, Trent's up there with 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 um Kevin for assists. Like, he's up there, he's producing at right back because he's giving the freedom. So you're saying like but last year Liverpool didn't have the person on that side to cover. To cover no, but but you know what? Both statements. Can, but I think the statement I'm making, the statement you lot are making, are both true. Both statements can be true, right? I'm not saying that his sole uh, job is not to create, and he's not an exceptional player. I'm saying to you, I'll give you an example. Zinchenko is not the best defender, but over the years that he's been at City, he's become better, better at it slowly and slowly over the years. He's still not the greatest defender, but he's worked on that craft. I don't think that, let's say, Trent is anywhere close to being a better defender or much of a better defender than he was when he first started out. 
Oh, he's no, always no, been. No, 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 no. He's always been exceptional. He's still, he's still not that good, yeah. But he's, he's still not that good. But if you remember the first game he featured against um, United and Marshall was just tearing him, tearing him a new one every time and whatnot, he's yeah. improved. There is, you can't say there's no improvement. I'm, I'm not what, saying. What I said. I'm, However, I'm the, 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 the distance, I hear you on yeah. the distance. That's what I'm but, saying to you. But that's what, he's, that's what he's been told to do. So he's not. Uh, that's that's what he's told. Tactically, teams will go and like they will go down that right hand side of Liverpool and and exploit it because they know that he's always going to be going forward or inverting. So they're always going to exploit, which is going to make him look worse anyway. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, look, I don't disagree with that. All I was saying to you, I just don't think defensively he's improved as much as he as much as he could have. In that time, I'm not saying that's his job, but I'm Which just talking about right. But right, that's all that. Yeah, so the two the two arguments do coexist, but yeah, they, they can both they be both... true. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. Like he's he's definitely a creator. I don't dispute any of that. His job is to create. He's an exceptional player. I'd have my Arsenal. I'm not in any way trying to like shit on Trent. All I was saying is that I don't think his weaknesses have been worked on. So when he has been, when he hasn't got that cover. You've seen it a lot more, and you don't see, and you see him really struggling at that aspect of defending in in even like the most basic form. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah. And that's why last season he got caught out a lot, not just because he never had protection, but because we saw how really bad he is at that aspect of his game. Right, and even like Zinchenko, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Zinchenko defensively. I'd be 100, but I've seen Zinchenko do okay in certain defensive duels. He gets ripped too, but he'll be okay in things. Trent last season was getting ran through. It's just what what is what he's given up. Yeah. He's given up enough going forward that we don't care what happens going backwards. And that that's why the inverted right back is working for him, but it's just not right right not the right person now beside him. Now that Arsenal signed Timber, for example, you see the difference in his defending to Zinchenko. Like he can also give him the ball. So there's, there's different, but you're probably not as good on the boys in Jenko either. Yeah. I mean, look, the, you, you always get to have your weaknesses. You, you always going to have your weaknesses, isn't it? I, I mean, we can agree to disagree. I just feel like his game hasn't come on a lot in that in that aspect. As an overall player, I, just, I, I don't think it's been asked to as much. Obviously, you want him to defend better, but I don't think it's been asked to. It's been asked to, and obviously, there's been a big hole in our midfield, our midfield where they can't cover no more. And is that a like if Klopp was able to get Casado or uh, uh, somebody in that can come here and, and and cover that, yeah, like earlier he wouldn't have been exposed enough. And even when it's inverted, like it works, the system can work if we get the right personnel and you know Klopp shine and whatnot. But going back to your point, the original point, obviously the rebuild, um, you've let some players go. There was already some players that needed replacing, regardless of if you let them go. You need them another centre back. You probably need a right back, unless Joe Gomez is now back up to. Trent. When you took a um, number two, he's definitely becoming that number that back. Midfielder. You saw it at your front line. But um if you don't get Casado, then there's a big problem. I don't know what I don't know who's well, next. Lavin's still available, but you're um <laughs> just penny biting with that one. But um I mean well, no, if we don't get Casado, we're just gonna pay the 50 mil. Like we're gonna ask them. We're just gonna pay if I'm Lavia and I watched you just penny bite over me, but then you bid 110 mil for Casado. I'm not coming to you after. Because you don't rate me. I mean, in theory, yeah, me. but but he's gonna he's not gonna say no, is he? Right. Hey, he's got you're not the only option. You're not the only option. 
All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it one hundred, though. Yeah, us man, we're petty, innit? We're being petty because when they when they dangle that money in front of you, you ain't say no to, to that. But the, the problem is, is that Lavia's only option is not Liverpool. Who, who else is there? Chelsea. For fifty mil, Chelsea will take both of them. There's still Arsenal that might just out of spite will try to take both. But there's still he might go to Brighton. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brian, Brian would be hell, hell. Uh, there's, there's still options, and That's for me, I'm, player, be I'm looking at that saying, Yeah, no, 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 no. Nah, I hear that because me personally, in my big age, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah you're but, not respecting my team because you're bidding yeah, double, yeah, more yeah, than yeah. double, double for my man, like you won't even <laughs> or two million extra for me. No, nah. nah, I hear that. I hear that. We, 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 uh, one of our biggest issues is, um, I think every team. You, every team needs to in, um, progress, and I feel like we're we're in a point where we should have added season by season. The right figures should have been um, adding to that midfield, and it's always been we've always been told the Liverpool fans next summer, next summer, rebuild, rebuild. Now we're in a point where I don't know if this rebuild was forced or not because Henderson he tried to convince Henderson to stay, even though that bid came in. Uh, Milner tried to convince to stay. Obviously, uh, Ox Katar were going on a free free. Um, Bobby, uh, you know, wasn't getting as much chances as, 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 you know, he was before. Um, and I feel, I don't know if this was then, so I feel like this is just, it gives me reaction instead of like, you know, when we won the, the Champions League, it kind of appears that, you know, we weren't making, we weren't spending that much money. We're looking for cheap yeah. options. You know, we signed like Vandenberg, we signed, um, I think Knight was the, the deal after, you know, uh, sometime after, which was a great deal, but, um, we signed, like Minamino, we signed these players like that and they weren't the right fits or the right type. We weren't really addressing the midfield when we knew it was a... It was an aging midfield and especially yeah. an aging leg midfield in the way that Klopp gets you guys to play. Yeah. And if you would have added one by one by one or the right additions here and there, you know, it would have been crazy. But like even looking at the Nunes deal, like I still felt like that deal was like, that came out of nowhere as well. And I was like, is he the type of player? Do 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 we need him? Is he do we, you know what I mean? I the right, yeah. you know, Diaz was the latest, supposed to be a later signing, but due to Tottenham, and then you've got Gakpo was another surprising one, which I think he'll come good, and that's what allows Bobby to go. But I don't know, man. I just feel like we just saw reaction, we just react to yeah, reactions, um, stuff, like being ahead of the curve. It's going to be an outscore your opponent, and to be honest, it's not that's the most unbelievable thing for you guys to do because you have a lot of goal scorers. You have Saka, Jota, Nunes. Diaz, that, that you have all these players that can score goals. So it's not the most unbelievable thing. Like, it can happen. You might actually just do that to majority of teams. But yeah. um, I guess with the build-up of games, any injuries, we'll, we'll start seeing what happens there. No, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Going. We'll see how that I goes. Did. I definitely agree with you. I feel like Liverpool should have rebuilt or should have been added to that squad, refreshing it year on, year out. With good quality players, not not your Minaminos, not your your little cheap buys here and there. With like real quality, like what City have done under Pep, like United did under Ferguson, just adding quality. And then it's not you're not having to rebuild a whole midfield in one season. Like you lot are literally trying to build a new centre midfield partnership in one season, which mm. is ludicrous when you really think about it. Um, and it's the reason why you lot have dropped off, and even why you've had seasons where you've kind of been at a title race. And then you haven't been at a title, a title race, and then you have been in a title race, and then you've dropped off. It, it's that's the, for me when I look at it, the quality is not the issue. It's more the fact that there isn't that refresh so so much to speak. And 
that's where you lot have, have kind of suffered. And now you're paying the consequences because you're being reactionary. You're not being proactive in a market. Do you know one of the most annoying things that, and it's going to sound very controversial, was you know how we obviously won the the, the English Cups and um, went toe-to-toe with, um, you know, we went to all the finals and stuff like that. Yeah. That disguised our issue because that was the one thing everyone read. There's no problem. We went toe-to-toe with City. We went everywhere. We won, we won these Cups. We had the parade, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. But everybody could see it that there was a problem. Like, when we went to Champions League final and Thiago got injured on training, you knew the difference that made to our squad. You, you, knew, you know, we had, a, we had a point where Thiago and Fab was the, the, the rock in our, in, our, in, our, in our midfield. We were unbeaten playing them or not. But they, people they can't stay. Fabinho is, obviously, he lied about his age. He's, he's, a, he, he's there for pushing, pushing 50. <laughs> you've got, and, and, and then you've got Thiago who can't stay fit, but is a baller. And if you think about I, I watched the Thiago uh, compilation the, the other day. And when you see him at Bayern Boss, he's like assists and whatnot and doing all that. No one needs to just dink the, the free kick over and the strike was yeah. and, I'm, and And then I looked at all his coverage for Liverpool was defending, slide tackling, da, 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 da. and it's just how much he's asking from him to do this. Yeah, and, yeah. Got a different job. Different yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and then obviously, but we made some signings. I like, I think the signing, the 35 million um, for um, McAdison, I think that was a good, good signing. It was good for the value as well. And obviously, we made another sign. I was surprised we, we activated his release clause. Um, and I still think he's not playing in the role he's supposed to play. He's supposed to play right now. When I watch him in preseason, it's almost still figuring it out. And there's something that Mr. White said is it's almost like getting the midfield together and saying, okay, you guys play and make it work. Um, Klopp said he wanted all his players in before, before preseason or before the season. We've made two signings. We've got rid of seven. Um, Defence needs to still be, even if we sign Casado, we still need to sign a centre-back. He said the build was a young future. There's been loads of them who's gone and come. But, yeah, that's me and Liverpool done for conversation because... Yeah, it was a good talk at Liverpool still. There's so much to talk about, but that's how we got yeah, yeah, there's a lot. We move on to another team who have also got a lot to talk about. There's expectations, what are the expectations for Tenard this year, Man United? Um, do you want to start on? Oh? He's got to be winning something, you know. He's got to be up there fighting because he spent, he spent bread. And I don't care what they say. I, I know all these people saying, go, oh, United spent this and they've done this and da, da, da. they've done a lot out. So they've done, they've done some good business. They've, they've got serial winners. They've got a, a, a squad to compete. Um, I feel like they need to be pushing on and trying to win the league. And United fans might say, oh, we're just going to go in top four. And you're lying to yourself. United should be up there and fighting for it. It should be. They were close enough to you guys last season to say okay we just they've made they've made additions they ain't really got rid of any players who you know they've signed they spent a lot of bread they ain't got rid of any players who they shouldn't have got rid of they got rid of they're getting rid of the right players they're bringing in players that suit their system and they should be going to try and win the league and anything below that is just scummy and and it's embarrassing (laughs) they finished they finished fourth but they finished fourth it's embarrassing and if i think they finished if they finished third it's embarrassing, which I don't think they're going to be for top two anyway, but I think it's embarrassing. I mean, I don't think third's embarrassing. Like, I think they will compete. I'm, but my third is like, it's not even close. Oh, okay. Like, top two's yeah, going to run away with it, and then third is, but yeah, it's not going to be close. But uh, yeah, I think the expectation should be to challenge as well. Like they, like you said, we had, we were seen as had, had a really good season in the league. Um, Man United weren't far off our season. So if we've had a really good season and they've 
then we've added obviously, but they've added two. They've got another year playing together. They've added proven players like Mount's already played in the league. Um, hopefully, if Rand stays fit, they address their goalkeeping issue to the way Ten Hag wants to play. They've now signed a number nine. I mean, he's an unknown quantity, but he's a number nine, a young player. They've got Rashford coming in off a great season. Anthony's second season. <laughs> like, they've got so much players. Like, they have season. no reason not to challenge. They've got a lot. I agree. Yeah, yeah no, they definitely got a challenge. I mean, I feel like some of the expectations on United are a bit unfair to the manager. I know he's inherited a billion pound squad and, and they've spent, they've invested quite heavily, but I still also understand that they're trying to transition from a lot of players that weren't his style of players. So you've got like the likes of Harry Maguire, the David De Gea's, uh, the Scott McTominay's and bringing in different profiles and trying to change the way in which they approach the game. Like Ten Hag's always been somebody that likes to build up from the back, hold possession, and they've very much been a um, counter-attacking team so far and it's almost like he's used he's kind of had to work with what he has it might not be the style of football he wants to play but he's he's gonna make it work with the tools he has at his disposal and I feel like next season there will be some kind of teething issues because they're transitioning from from that style of play to be more possession based so there there will be issues but I also feel like as much as I expect them to be in some sort of a title race or to be close or, or close to that, you know, the top two, I don't expect them to compete because I don't feel like you know, they've made enough signings. Or if like if they'd signed Harry Kane, for instance, I'd expect them to go in and, and compete. But when you're signing a kid to go play up top and you're big Man United, like we're talking United historically have gone out and signed the best players in the Premier League. They'll go take Berbatov from United. They wanted to take Modric from, from Tottenham, right? They'll go and take Fernand from Leeds, whoever the bad boy player in the premise, that's who they were after. They've gone from that to Tottenham. But Martial is a future Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Though? I hear your argument, yeah. But you know, we when Klopp came in, he spent. Uh, so I did some research, and he spent more money in his short time than Klopp has over the course. Uh, obviously, uh, stat people. If I'm wrong, feel free to tell me it. But. Klopp in it, the team he's inherited to the team Klopp inherited is, mm-hmm. is, is different. I know football's changed, but it's different. So Klopp inherited was playing with like Joe Allen and then Mande. And mm-hmm. he's still playing with like Champions League winners and all these things there. So I I hear I, I know it's football and you still gotta change the system and whatnot. But they're serial winners, bro. They gotta find a way. They have they have a squad. They have a squad to their squad. They have a squad. Yeah, you get your players that you need. In your system, you still have to have a level of developing players that are there anyway, because you're still a manager. Your job is still to develop the talent that's already in the in the squad. So they're going to give you six, seven, eight players, but out of four, five, six the players that are on the bench, you need to be able to develop them to your staff. It's not like they're anybody's. They're talking about possession-based team. But is Mount a possession-based player? Is Bruno a possession-based player? But again, you know when we say, like, I, I look at it like like this, yeah? Look at who Klopp had for when Klopp's taken over, when Klopp's first started, and who's left from the Liverpool team. If you look at who Pep first inherited and how many of them he kept, the same with Arteta now. When, when you're changing the whole fabric of the club, you're going to 
you're going to get rid of everybody almost. We're going to get rid of 90% of the players that don't fit your style. Yeah, but what's your expectation then? Can you say, all right, my first two years, I I just finished fourth, I finished fifth or or outside the Premier League, I finished fourth. The expectations are still going to be, yo, you have a squad to compete or a big enough squad to to maybe not win the league, but you've got to be in and around it, showing there's some improvement. Like, And we finished, what, seventh or eighth that season when Klopp came in or sixth or whatever. But you saw the difference. You saw the way our team was work, work, whatnot. When I saw his team, I didn't see it go and go, oh, that's it. I hear it. That's not his team. But I didn't see no drastic improvement. When I watched the first game and Klopp came in, you remember, when the first game Klopp came in and he played to, uh, Spurs, and you could see they had them just running and the difference. When I watched Man United, I was like, "This is this is no different." New manager, same same shit. But for me, like, it's it weren't it weren't like this. But they, he he has players who play like is it that dude that are champion. He had he has top players in his team. The, um, the prices that he spends on the players automatically give him some pressure as well. So yeah, definitely. But you know what? United always work with more money. It's not the same. If you buy a 30 million winger or he uses the Amadou at right right wing, it's different than going to buy, buy Anthony. Now you've paid all that. He has to come good. There's no choice now. You've already, you bought Casemiro for 70 million. He has to do what he does. There's no choice. I mean, look, let's be real. United always have money in it. United always play with a, a bigger pot of cash in it. That's always, been, that's always been them. They make the most, they spend the most. That's, that's just how it's been. So, like, when I look at it, yeah, I know they made these big boy signings and he might spend more than Klopp and you've got, in count, you've got to put in inflation, etc. But I also think the league is more competitive and I feel like as well, tactically, like, even like, I look at it, I, I, I draw similarities to like Arteta. Like, the first six months Arteta came in, he was playing with like a back three. Wasn't the way he wanted to play. The next season... He wanted to transition to his style of football. But, but we, it we were, we were to play. It wasn't the way he wanted to play, but yeah. he used it and he got the most out of the players in that system but, because that's what he had to do. You got to adapt. But, that's but, what but hold on, but, did, but didn't Ten Hag win the trophy? What? The Carabao? No, I hate United, but... But, no, but, 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 but bro, let's keep it 100. He he took them to Champions League, right, which is, which is good enough for United on their first season, right? Because Klopp didn't do that for... For Liverpool and I'm telling you that for us, he spent different money to get them. But I'm saying to you, he still he still did the job in it. Whatever. And where 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 Man United were making big signings and adding, he inherited a better team and and making signings and doing everything. Klopp was one by one, one by one. Liverpool's not really giving him that type of that type of energy to do anything. And to the point where it's like, well, you could risk losing Klopp. Klopp's done an amazing job with the amount of money he spent and, and what he's done. But I'm not buying this. Like. Yeah, and say these players can't play this system right now, but this is the system I'm gonna have them playing until I can get until I think it can do this is what's gonna work for me right now. And I didn't see any any oh my god, this is a great I'm he's gonna I'm judging him hard this yeah. this um this season. He's got no way I don't want to hear no excuses, bro, from nobody, no United fans. Well, for me, I'd expect him to win a cup. And and to improve their style of play would be fair, would be reasonable. A major trophy or the Carabao? I'm talking about a trophy. Listen, look, wow. I don't, I don't think, I don't think any of us should be slums to any type of cups. Like so, I see, I see bare Arsenal fans like being slobbery to like the Europa League last season. I'm just yeah. like, we want to win. I don't get it. But a win's a win. Is a major trophy. Carabao is not a major trophy. Europa League is a major trophy. Carabao Cup is not. It's honest, isn't it? You count like when you look at yeah, your. Cool, what, 
it's it's, it's, it's no F. It's not better than it. Listen, it might be the last one down on the on the list. It might be the second to last. Well, I'm talking about. I'm talk- I don't call it um community shields. No, 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 I'm, talking about like, I'm talking about like the four that everyone can start off with, right? <laughs> everyone can start off with the league. Some sort of most teams can start off with the league, a European Cup. Yeah, top seven teams can start off with a European Cup, uh, FA Cup, and then and then you got the Carabao. That's the last of the four. But you, I don't think, I don't think just because it's the last of the four, it's not. Uh, something so, that you should sleep lightly on because I've never seen Pep Guardiola take it lightly. I didn't see Jose well, Mourinho. Pep, Pep, Pep wins it and then wins something else. That's the difference. But it's, it's also like a stepping board, isn't it? Winning so, breeds winning. Obviously, we're talking about Man United expectations and stuff. If they win the Carabao Cup this year and then finish top four again, are we cool with that? Like, well, obviously, we're not Arsenal fans, so I mean United fans, so I'm cool if they do that, innit? But if, if that's what they do, should a Man United fan be okay with that? Nope. Because as an Arsenal fan, if we do that, I'm not okay with it. Imagine finish fourth place by winning the Carabao Cup, but spending all that money and then going, oh, we finally get into his players in. Uh, I think context. I think context is big because it depends on what happens in terms of like if, if the brand of football changes significantly, if they've they've changed the way in which everything, the way they play football completely changes, and we're having and they're having teething issues as a result of that, and that's the reason why. Then I'd be like. I can see the trajectory of where the club is headed. Kind of like I'm not. I hate United. Yeah, I'm not. Like it sounds like I'm advocating for them. I hate them with a passion. But I've got to kind of sit here and be I fair. Agree. Yeah, because because like with Arsenal, I was one of the few people that was always like rising out for Arteta because I could but, see what he was trying to do. Our, so difference is, our difference is the money that was spent for Arteta to work out the system of play and the team and issues is not the same money that's being spent at United. So I can't give you the same amount of time because look at who you're, who you're buying. And the club trusted Arteta. Remember, there's a one stage where it was like, is he staying? Is he going? And they were like, you know what? I'm approved that I see the vision, longer contract. And every fan, some fans, half of your fans was your fans were split on if he should still remain and if he's done a better job to his success, to who he was success, uh, his success. So I was like, to, so I, my thing was, there was a lot of that going on at the time. So... The fans, so, and that's with us again, like Chini said, that's a smaller budget. That's not with serial winners. That's not with you getting, because you, you look back at some of the players you guys signed and had to sign because, you know, you, financially these things have made sense. And now you guys build into a win. Why this year, if we have no excuse because of the amount of money we are spending now. Yeah. We're buying the better More money. Now we have the, the expectation is now to win the major trophies. I think it's also to do with the time, personally. I think time is the biggest thing. I think time is probably bigger than the money. I feel like Arteta's had four... This is to be his fourth season. And I feel like that's the reason what creates that huge expectation of he needs to deliver something now because you've had time to build it, whether you've had a bigger um, chest of money or a smaller chest of money to deal with. You've built your squad slowly over the last four years to what it is now. So now you you must kind of like be fighting at the top table and I feel like yeah. that's the biggest thing and because Ten Hag's only had one season even though he spent money I'm always like I'm, I'm also like kind of mindful of the fact that wait you haven't really had time to, to do what you want to do actually as a manager and at what point are we gonna are we gonna is this not an excuse though it depends how, again, how, how, how long are we gonna do is it this season are you gonna give him another season after this no I, I wouldn't I, I would I wouldn't and give him a season two hundred million, and then then again you're gonna say Tevez. Like, what? Wait, this season to change the way Man United play, 
and to win a cup. Win a cup. He's got this season. Yeah, so if if he does that, that's cool. So I'm saying he doesn't win a cup, but he changes the style of play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. He wins a cup. Any any of the cups. Any any of the cups. What, he, what if he doesn't win a cup, but he changes then, the style? But then again, look, I, it'd be a poor season from them. But if they look at the trajectories going upwards, then they're probably best to stick with it because they can see where the club's heading. If you look at your club and you feel like this ain't it, like it, it looks like we ain't getting any better, you ain't doing your job properly, then obviously the man's got to walk. But if you look like you're heading in the right direction, then maybe if you write, if you make the right acquisition, if you bring in the the few final pieces to complete, you know what I mean, to complete the puzzle then you stay with the man. And that's I feel like that's how I would approach it if I was my club. All right, well, when we're wrapping this up, my expectation is for them to challenge. I don't know if they'll win any cup, but he does have to change the brand of football that United play because that's what he's been about. And he has to compete on all fronts. So we have to get to the latter stages of the cups. He has to challenge in the league for the, la- the last week, few weeks. And that's what I expect of United. I don't expect them to be going out and getting beat 7 0. I don't expect them to be getting knocked out of any cups early. I expect them to go through the group stage of the Champions League quite easily. I expect them to have like be level playing field in the league with the top teams throughout the whole season. And then obviously towards the end you will see who goes up and down from there. But they need to be in the mix. That's my expectation. I, I agree. Move on to the next topic. Now we move on to where Liverpool's most hated right now. (laughs) Chelsea, lack of experience. Should Chelsea be worried? Should Chelsea fans be worried about their club? Should they be worried? Oh, you want to start? You know, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, Mr. Way. We'll let you you run, run, run point on this one. Oh. I would be worried if I was a Chelsea fan because I don't feel like they've addressed the issues as it stands. I feel like they're building this whole kind of like they're hoarding all these players, project youth, signing players to loan them out to feed the clubs. But you've got to address the issues, the main issues and the holes you have in your squad now. You can't be thinking about, you know, your meal for like next week if you ain't got a meal for today. You know what I'm trying to say to you? Like it don't it don't it don't Bridges make sense. Empty. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying to you. Like it don't it don't make no sense. So like the priorities ain't in order. Like whether they sign Casado, all right, that's a fantastic signing. But again, if he gets injured, they're back to who's playing six? Gallagher. You know, like like what do they do with that? I know they they've been linked with Tyler Adams, but then now there's rumors that he might be going to Brighton if uh, if Casado goes to Chelsea. So it's almost like. Again, it's it's very short term. Um, they're not thinking for the here and now. It's long term planning, and you're never going to succeed if you're always thinking about tomorrow and you haven't got nothing on the pitch as it stands. I mean, they're short up front. They've lost uh, in Cuckoo. Um, so I mean, they, they still have Lukaku. You know? So let's. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, he I, might not you may you may don't want him, but you may. He might not leave. Now he's leaving. I've seen. I've seen that he's waiting out for a European club to try and get him. And if they don't, then in September he's happy to go Saudi. Is what I've seen. He wants out of Chelsea too, by any means. So I expect him to leave. But I just mean like they ain't got. They ain't got another strike. They ain't got many strikers in. They've got um, Nicholas Jackson, who looks like a 
a real talent. I've seen him play in preseason. Looks impressive, but again, it's a different thing doing it in the league. Bro has never really done it. If if I'm coach, I actually might try and convince Lukaku to stay. I think he'll do well. They've got all these Dilly players around him, and he just needs to sit in that box. You know, it is. They've got Sterlings, they've got um, Medweke, they've got all these players that will deliver the ball for him. I might just say, you know what, just give us one season and go wherever the hell you want. But after you disrespected the club, you you, you oh, really yeah. taking that? Yeah, oh, like Jack has disrespected your club. He's yeah, but bro, bro, Jack, yeah, Jack walked off because he was getting abused here. Yeah? But keep, hey, 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 what I say about football is, yeah, you can't. We didn't throw. You can't, you can't, no, you can't do that. You can't, you can't take it. Hey, listen, and, but and, and, you can't do that as a footballer. I, I, you I can't. Hey, listen, hey, listen. There's always context with everything in life. You know, I'm trying to say to you. Lukaku got signed for 100 mil three months later. He's begging to go back. You can't be doing that in an interview, like being like, Oh, I wish I could go back. I wish I never left to my club. Like, you one great thing about football is we all forget you play well. We all forget Lukaku just needs to remember that he is a big upfront striker that gets the ball in. He's not running, don't run behind players and don't, you're not that guy. Just get win, win your headers. You just, you're just not, you're not, you're, you're, you are not the foe. Yeah, he thinks it's the phone. He's it's not the phone. Just your big guy, your 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 focal point. To do that, do that. Bro, Lukaku can't manage his first touch. Lukaku can't manage his diet. Bro, that man they went out, bro. The, the guy inflates, he deflates, he inflates, he deflates. It's long, bro. It's long. He's a, like, I wouldn't want him in my club after all the t- after all the stuff he's done. Like, he's a headache. No, I agree. And, and he's not really a a potch player because they want people that press and work hard. Yeah, they want people who who they want energy, they want legs. Can't be moany bad as well, you know. Like, give me the ball, yeah. you don't even. Oh, why are you giving the ball, bro? Yeah. The football plays, you might not be the best shooting option behind you, bro. Like, let's go get in the box, man. Yeah, whether he's going or not, I mean, they they've got a lot of young players. I don't think they've got the right mix of like young and experienced players. Obviously, Pep is quite. I mean, Pochettino is quite an experienced manager, so. They might be able, he might be able to steady the ship with all them young players the same kind of way Arteta did. Um, even though Arteta wasn't experienced, so he still might be able to steady the ship with the young players. Um, and then the few that are, are experienced there, the Sterlings, the um, Thiago Silvers, obviously, Reese James has played a few seasons. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not too sure what to expect from Chelsea. I think we'll see a lot of goals being scored. scored. A lot of goals being conceded. One week they might win three 0 Next week they might lose three 0 um, <laughs> I just think it will be a will be very mixed um, year for them. So for me, if they can finish in that top six this year, that will be an achievement for them. Yeah, I'd say top. I'd say top six will be an achievement with some sort of style of play or some sort of kind of unity starting to be like understanding yeah. starting to be kind of like managed because. It's almost a brand new eleven, isn't it? So they've never really played with each other. Don't really know, you know. They all come into terms with the kind of you know football philosophy of Pochettino as well. So I feel like it's going to be a huge transition season for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. I think I think Chelsea is crazy because I feel like for the amount of money they spend and the people they got rid of, it's like they play. They just they just play FM, don't they? They just look at Brazilian wonder kids on YouTube and just just you know and whatnot. 
um or South American wonder. It's, it's crazy. I just feel like they have no experience. I saw a Chelsea fan on Twitter, and I wish I, I'm gonna look for this tweet. And they posted their, you know that who's stopping us? And it was just bare like kids and inexperience. And I was just like, yeah, your team stops itself, bro. Like mm-hmm. it, it's awful. So yeah, I, again, I agree. I think if they get in the top six, it will be a be a huge huge achievement. And when I say top six, I'm talking six. <laughs> It'll be a it'll be a pleasant obviously where Casado goes out of Chelsea and Liverpool is a big thing and I think that affects both teams. So it may, obviously makes them better, it makes you you guys better. So that is a big deal and you both need to pull it off. So we'll see where that goes with that. Because that yeah. changes the whole dynamic of their team, the whole dynamic of your team and where what you can possibly do this year. Yeah. So um, there's still yeah. a bit of a tough window to go, but this Sunday will be interesting to watch and see how that works out. Battle of the bridge, boy. If like, because Chelsea fans were giving it to Liverpool fans, Liverpool fans were giving it to Chelsea fans, and now it's like, oh, Liverpool fans are saying. So it's like, you know them, just tweet, don't say nothing. I saw very them. And I, yeah. I was liking them. I just, I just started going back and unliking them. Following that, we move on to, we just touched on it, our top six predictions. Who wants to hit the top six prediction first? I don't know. Oh, I'll go. You want to go? I hit it, Roger. Let's hit it. I have City, Arsenal. It's me. I was even. Though I was gunning for them. Um, I'm uh, Liverpool. Liverpool third, yeah. Depending if he signs to Casado, I was I put I, you know what this is on teams right now. It's going to be Man United, Liverpool, Sorry. Newcastle, Chelsea, Newcastle, Chelsea. Okay, Mister White, what you got? <laughs> All right, listen, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Arsenal first. Because I kind of you just kind of back your boys. Um, so it's just, just just to back them. It's not because that's what you naturally think. No, you know what is. I feel like we can do it. I, I, I believe. Like, yeah. that doesn't sound like a clear. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what is, I can't. I can't sit here with, like with chests. Yeah. And I said it earlier. I can't sit here with chests and be like, we are hundred percent beating Man City. I need your top six with chest, though. <laughs> 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 I have a lot of chest in it. Arsenal fan, hey. not put Arsenal first because it. What you say? You, you, you die. I'm putting right, Arsenal. Or? Listen, I'm putting Arsenal first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm putting Arsenal first. Yeah. Um, I put City second. I would put Liverpool third if they had Casado, but as it stands, I'd put United. I'd put Liverpool fourth. I'd put. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Brighton fifth. Yeah. And um, sixth place, I'm gonna go Newcastle. Yeah, I'm gonna go Newcastle. I know what you're thinking about Brighton. Obviously, we've had no conversation about Brighton off air, so we know what you think about them and why. So, um, yeah. it's not a shock to us, obviously, to hear that. <laughs> right now. What about you, Chinny? Um, I'm going Arsenal. Like, I'm I'm going Arsenal to win the league this year. This is our year. I'm, there's no, like, I'm just going with that from the start. We're going Arsenal. Um, 
we're gonna go to Man City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what my comments have been off air, but I'm still gonna go Man City. Arsenal, <laughs> Man City, and I'm actually, you know, because I'm a true Man United hater, but um, I'm going on the fact. I'll go to Liverpool first. I'm going to Arsenal, Liverpool, all that charity. Liverpool. I just feel like. <laughs> Even though I know teams are about balance and stuff, I feel like if their forward line stays fit enough, they cause too much issues that their defensive it doesn't matter. So they still won't win like all of their games, but they're slapping a lot of teams. But I'm going to Liverpool third, Man United fourth, Newcastle fifth, and Chelsea. Chelsea, no, oh god, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going Brighton number six. I'm going Brighton six. I'm leaving Chelsea and Tottenham out. Uh, I so, see yeah. you on welcome, 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 welcome to the dark side, boy. Welcome to the Brighton side in terms of in terms of seeing the vision now, boy. Man, seeing the vision. <laughs> it's true though, because like you guys said, if they sell Casado and signed. Taylor Adams or um, Lavia, I feel like they will just go back in the style of football. They will just get linked up anyway. So yeah. they're, they're prepared. Now, now, who's going down? Who's going down? For me, I mean, my 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 bottom three would be Luton. It would be um, uh, Sheffield United, and it'd be Wolves. Wolves have lost um, Neves, Moutinho, uh, Jimenez, the manager. They got FFP issues. Even their little Traore on the right doing his little bouncing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Man like baby oil, yeah, they lost him. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't think it's looking too good for them. And they ain't bringing nobody in. Like, I'm looking at their business. Their manager walked because they're failing to strengthen. They brought in... Um, Gary O'Neill did a good job at Bournemouth, but again, if you ain't got if you ain't got the players to work with and you ain't getting backed to and strengthened, then it's not looking good for you. So I'd expect them to go down. I totally agree with, with all three looting Sheffield United and Wolves. Um, I just don't think any of them will have enough to like Sheffield have lost their best players. Luton have actually bought a couple in, but I still don't think that they'll be at the levels required. Same reasons with Wolves. But um, obviously, Wolves have Man United this weekend. And a lot of teams, when they when they lose their manager, they um, they have the little new manager bounce or that new that little bounce. So I'm kind of hoping that they can pull something up because <laughs> my hatred for United is... That's yeah, so we had this conversation of it, and I agreed with um Sheffield and Luton, but I went Fulham when we spoke off air. But now I'm looking at Fulham, and we had the conversation of this ins and outs, and now I'm seeing all the Wolves players are going to Fulham, even with uh Chore going there now. I'm like, I'm just going to be in full agreement with you guys. I had to retract my statement, hold my hands up, and say, Do you know who's too much for Renegade? Huh? Might have to be for West Ham, you know, this year. 
Yeah, what's that? What's that? Be careful this year. Yeah, I mean, I reckon they'll pull out, man. I, I, I reckon they'll be. They lost like, a few. They lost a few, but we'll they're see. losing Paquetta as well. I mean, I mean, I think they'll struggle, man. I, you know, Luton Town from the three I mentioned. I think they're the ones that may have the best chance from the three of surviving, just because they may play that that harambol. You know what I mean? Small <laughs> tiny, that small pitch. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Long balls. Eight playing it in them small, small um yeah. pitches, bro. Pictures, yeah, I'm trying to say to you, tight, compact, you know what I mean? Fans on top of you, you got your houses on top of you too, you know what I mean? People looking at their, you know what yeah, I mean? Looking at their windows. It's a very different atmosphere that a lot of players won't be used to. Yeah, I mean, like, that might be their, their you know what I mean? That little ace card, their little trump card that they can put They're out. still going down, though. I hear what you're saying. They're going down, I'm saying from the two, like, oh, they're yeah. the ones that give, that give me, from the three, sorry, they're the ones that give me, Maybe they might have a little something extra. Wolves have experience. Huh? Experience is gone, bro. Wolves have experience. They must be. They must. They must be able to at least field five men that have experience. Hey, hey, Leicester went down. The Leicester were way better than things. So anyone can go down, really. I just, I I just look at it. West Ham will be in the mix, but they're not going down. I think, I think, I think they'll they'll have a go on a good little run or do enough to stay up. I don't think they'll be in that. You know, like they were last season, they were like, oh, they're yeah. close. I think it'll be like that again. Well, I remember they're in the Europa League as well this year. Yeah. Ooh. They'll definitely be down there. I reckon Moyes will get sacked before that happens, though. So. I think he's getting sacked evil. I think he's getting sacked either way. Somewhere during the season, Moyes is getting sacked. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He's got last, last but not least topic is biggest overachiever and biggest underachiever. I'll start this one off for me. Oh. I'll start. I'll start Villa again for what they who they signed and what they've done. I think they're going to be the biggest underachievers because you expect them to do better. Um, we had a conversation off air with their manager, and you know, if it, uh, I know you uh, dismissed what I was saying is. Um, they have to focus on one. They can't do both in it. Something's gonna have to give way. But like them, they signed players who could, who other clubs were like, oh, why didn't we look at them? So I feel like they're gonna be the biggest underachievers. I don't think they're gonna finish in a, a place that's gonna give them uh, competition in Europe or outside of you know that. So they're my biggest underachievers. Um, I'm gonna go with. Wait, who was your overachiever? I ain't done it yet. I'll do, I'll do an cheaper first. <laughs> Underachiever will be... Oh, God. I think... It, I don't know, you know? Because I'm not... I would say Tottenham, but I'm not actually expecting anything from them. <laughs> so I can't even go. I'd say... Chelsea. Your if, they, if they don't get Casado, especially, it we it could be a very messy season for them, um, and they could seriously be in trouble in and around that. Seven, you think they'll finish six, lower seven, though? Six, then seven, they, eight. None. <laughs> that okay. that's a really no. But I, I can see them in around that six, seven, eight spot, and for Chelsea and the amount of money they spent, that's not on. So for me, they'll be the biggest underachievers this year. That's a good shout. Mine would be mine would be Villa, just for the simple fact that I don't think historically Unai Emery's ever managed to manage the expectations of performing well in Europe and the league. He always has a 
it's a fine balancing act and he's never mastered it. And he's never shown us that he can master it. His time at Seville, he was always struggling in the league, same with Villarreal. Um, Arsenal, when he did it, again, we dropped off in the league. Uh, the last 10 games, we fell off. Failed to manage that. And we had an advantage as well. I think we were, we were ahead yeah, of yeah. Chelsea at, at, at that point as well. So he's always... And that's with a, a stronger, more experienced squad as well. So this is their first time navigating Europe. I feel like having seen how big it was for West Ham as well and um, him being that European Cup expert, especially with the Europa League, and this is one down from the Europa League, he would be the favourite and he'd be expecting to win that. So I feel like he'll put more credence and importance onto that um, than the league. And I feel like the league will naturally drop off as a result anyways. So I'd say Villa are definitely my um, underachievers. Overachiever? Mine are going to be Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, I think Bournemouth are going to do, I think Bournemouth are going to surprise people. I think they made some some they made some really smart acquisitions last some um, last January, and um, they've uh, brought in some some decent little players as well so far. They brought brought in um, that Alex Scott kid from Bristol City, I think it is. Did they get uh, Justin? Pardon? Did they get Justin Clive? Yeah, got Justin Cliver. Um, again, he, he he's at, at this rate as well. He's not even going to be a starter. He's probably going to be a bench player because they've got uh, Traore and they've got this other. I can't remember the other um, uh, player on the flanks. He's a nice, quick winger. They've got um, they've got Traore who they signed from Sassuolo. They signed Max Ahrens as well, and they bought in a, a really like talented manager from Spain. Um, what's his name? Aralo. Who uh, managed uh, Rayo Vallecano and was playing some really good football with them, high press, possession based football. So I think they're building a nice, they've signed some really bright and kind of like different prospects from Europe. People with pace, energy, youth, these good technically as well. And I feel like. I feel like they're going to surprise people. A lot of people have got them in their in their list to go down, I've seen. I think they could make a push for 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 tenth for top end. I'm not expecting them to go to go and get into Europe or anything. But if they were to finish tenth, for instance, yeah, considering everyone's everyone's putting them in the list to go down, I think that'd be that, that'd be fantastic. Top then, yeah, that's a good season for them. That's a build yeah. on. Like, that's a good season. I think. Yeah, tenth, eleventh would be strong finish. So I see them right now as having a high. It's gonna sound controversial, but I think they might even do better than say Brentford. That's 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 the kind of expectations I have as it stands. They're missing their big boy to to January. What's he gonna come? What's he gonna look like when he comes back? Not Lukaku. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 going um Fulham. After you just left him down yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> because I looked at their signings. That's what I'm saying. I had, I didn't pay, I weren't paying attention to their incomings. I, I, I put my hands up. I did have them, but then I looked at it and I said, I feel like they're not even gonna be in a relegation battle or like uh, as close. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that. I feel like they made some some real like smart signings. They kept Mitrovic. Um, if they do, if because obviously the the league closes a few weeks after ours, doesn't it? So let's see if he stays. The Sanjay and they 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 look like they're signing um uh, Troy. I feel like they're adding to their attack and. Defensively, I don't think they're that bad. I think um they still got a nice little core. I don't I don't think they'll be in the relegation battle, like or in the I don't I, I don't, when I looked at it after our conversation. That's what I'm saying. This is what this is what our podcast is about. We spoke, 
I went back, did some more research. I was like, actually, they had made some good signs like going forward. Yeah, I think oh, they like in the middle, huh? they kept Polinia in the middle. That's a big yeah, one. yeah, like big, 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 big players. And I know he he was in he was in base for a long term. So I I genuinely feel like they have potential to to um they to score more. They added more goals, and that's one of their things they needed to add. So um yeah, it's that ba- Bassy from Ajax as well. D- um, yeah, so they they made some really good signings, man. I think yeah. I think they. I don't say they're gonna be getting Champions League or Europa League or conference but I'm saying I think they're not I think I don't think they're gonna be in the in the battle as, as I thought before I looked at what their business they done. So yeah. I think they did. Alright so we got Bournemouth Fulham and I'm gonna go Crystal Palace. I think they lost Zaha which is obviously a big loss. But I've seen a bit of them in preseason. Obviously Eze is a massive player for them. Um he does a lot. I just feel like they they've got a bit about them. They've got a bit about them in the middle. They can create, they can score. It's not a nice place to go to. Chris Palace, as a Liverpool fan, you should know that. Um, it's not one of the best places. Why? Why do we have to do that? It's not one of the best places. Hey, you know what? To be fair, dog, it hasn't been a good place for us either, boys. Yeah, I was. I was. I was, I was to say, I was to say. I hear you because that was a big game for us. But when when you do when you do do this, you look at the other games. It's games we drew that we should have won, and what we shouldn't have been in that position when we played. Um, yeah, yeah so Manchester I'm slipped. Going to Crystal Palace, and I think uh, top ten finish for them as well will be a good season. So yeah, Palace is my overachievers this year. We'll see who else they bring up. I mean, over the course of the what's left of the transfer window. Yeah. That's, Anyone that's... got some honourable mentions in 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 either of those categories? Palace is definitely on, uh, on for um overachieving. I think I think that's a good. One. I never thought about that. Um, and I think yeah, I think you you guys ones are the are, the, are great great mentions. I think yeah. my own, maybe my honorable match will be Burnley. I think company might have something up his sleeve as well. But yeah, I agree with Burnley. And I know Turf Moor is not that nice of a place to go to either. Yeah, no, it's not. I but think I mean, uh, West Ham for underachievers would be um would be a mention due to the conversations that you guys had. I think that's a good shout. Um where you know in Europa League they've start now starting to be in Europa League this being the second season, I think it is, and to then lose these players, they need to improve. And if they don't improve, there would be a very big underachievement for for now. They they because I know they were one of the clubs that when I when when I did some work with them, that their thing was to be in Europa League minimum consistently and to go in it, play in it, and then fumble is crazy. I mean, honorable mentions would be Brighton for overachievers. And Until Brighton give us Casado, I'm not putting Brighton in that. I, 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 listen, I seen I saw Brighton lose Cobalt, and then they were still they were still slapping out of the back differently, like like they were <laughs> like they were managed by Pep. And then underachievers, I'm going to go for Palace. I think Zaha's left. I think Alise probably leave. And then I feel like, yeah, I, I've got a feeling that they they may struggle. I mean, they haven't really made any sign any signing of an. I mean, they did sign a. A talented Brazilian attacking midfielder from uh, Franca, whatever his name is, from um, from the Brazilian league. But other than that, I don't think I can remember any no any any notable signings. And I'm seeing rumours of um, the centre back Anderson leaving as well. I think Newcastle are interested. So yeah, I don't know. After seeing Mister Mister Crystal Palazzo leave, I've got I've got a bad feeling for them, you know. 
I mean, I like Eze, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he can carry them on his back like Zaha. Yeah, I guess we're gonna find out this weekend. Obviously, the start. See how it goes. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Perfect. I guess what, that draws an end to us. OJ, you can lead us out. Of course. So I just want to say thank you guys as well. This is our first um, show and there'll be many more weekly, you know, where we continue to stay unfiltered, you know, and uncensored, unapologetic, as I like to throw in there as well, because I feel that that throws around a lot on on Twitter. But, you know, um, I just want to say again, thank you to my co-host, Tinny and Mr. Y, and to everyone who's watching this. I just want to say thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe, like. Um, This will be on YouTube uh, over the hour and um, follow us on TikTok. Twitter and Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, it's at the OTP point for anyone that's asking this everywhere. It will be in the links, so just have a look.